Sedano and LZ on 710 ESPN. Yeah, Scott Kaplan in for George Sedano all week long. Although tomorrow there'll be a Laker preseason game. Knock us off the air. We're back on Thursday and on Friday before the Lakers' fourth and final preseason game. All right, LZ, we're trying to get into the holiday spirit. Let's turn this up here for a second. Wait, hold on, hold on. Stop the music. Stop the music. Stop it. Adam? Yes? Did Morales tell you to play that song? No, but I just had a feeling. (laughs) (laughs) Bronny, were you intentionally trying to bother LZ here? Damn right. He used to torment me with that song. Morales did. All for years throughout the morning show. Torment me with George Michael's Last Christmas. Uh, Officially, it's Last Christmas by Wham. Oh, Come yes, on, there dog. is a distinction. There, there's a nuance there, if you will, the difference between Wham and George Michael. Because the other guy in Wham, what was his name? Andrew Rigfield. Oh. Or Wrigley or something like that. Yeah, see, that was the whole point. It's like nobody knows him. Hey, he was like a race car driver or something. He's like, um, he's like an understudy for Oates. You know, John yeah. Oates. It was right. like Hall of Oates, but you never really heard Oates. That's right, except on a, there were a couple of songs where Oates had some, uh, some vocals that actually were kind of important to the song. And I think he's very underestimated. It bothers me in some way. Dude, he is not underestimated. I saw Hall of Notes when Michelle beat a couple years ago. And when John left, not John, when uh, Daryl Hall left mm-hmm. so that, you know, Oates can do like his little solo stuff, mm-hmm. we were like, what the hell are you doing? No one's here to hear Oates. We don't want to hear Oates. We want to hear Hall and Oates. So no one wants to hear Andrew, we want to hear George Michael, and, and, and Drew, you can stand next to him. Yeah, I don't even know what he did. I, I don't know what his, his whole role is. It's kind of like in sync. There was Justin Timberlake, and who are the rest of those guys? Lance Bass. Uh-huh. Uh, Joey Fatone. Mm-hmm. Um, J.C. Chavez. Wow, this is good. Uh, how many is that? You got J.T., Lance Bass. Is that all of them? It's four of them at least. Of them. I don't know. There are four. So there's one more. There's one more. Who am I missing? Come on, Scotty. Help me out. I got nothing. You pulled it. You pulled. I mean, Joey Fatone, <laughs> I think I might have gotten. Well, I Lance. got him because he was in my big fat Greek wedding. I'm trying to think. Who's the other one? Is it Andrew or Adam Kilpatrick? Well, is that the guy? Me. I think it's Kilpatrick. Out. Chris Kilpatrick, I think his name is. I'm not looking it up, by the way. I'm just guessing. Well, for those of Chris you who are would be just so proud of you, LZ. That, that, that is correct. That Chris is amazing, correct? LZ. Yep. That's amazing. It's like yep. last night you were talking about how you pull lyrics sometimes. You just pulled names of boy bands. That's Chris good. Kirkpatrick. Who would pull that name oh, out wait. of a hat? No, but I think he was once in an Eminem song. Like he was part of he was a lyric in an Eminem song, I think. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Hey, let me let me jump back in here, LZ. We were in the middle uh-huh. of the war of words that was happening between the athletic director at USC, Mike Bone, and Keyshawn Johnson. Real quick, let me reset it for everybody because I want to get back to what LZ was saying because I thought it was really impassioned. Here it goes. Last night, Mike Bone was on ESPN Radio overnight with Freddie and Fitzsimmons. So, Bronny, if you could, play what Mike Bone said one more time. Obviously, I think their uh, brand and their recent performance certainly helps them immensely. I mean, coming to... Uh, SC, after spending six years in the state of Ohio at the University of Cincinnati, I get a good sense of, of what uh, their 
prowess is and and the way they've accomplished so many different things. So my hat's off to them. I've competed against them uh, uh, in from numerous institutions, and I understand that. But uh, I think that's why Friday's a big opportunity for us. I really do. I mean, when you start comparing some of the different power indexes and so forth, you know, we'll see how that shakes out. But our focus right now is on Friday. All right, Mike Bone did not exactly sound like he was selling SC on national radio airwaves. In fact, what it really sounded like was, I'm very willing to take a back seat because I know the power of Ohio State because I was once at Cincinnati. It's where I came from. Now, here's what Keyshawn said this morning on ESPN Radio. Furious. Play it. You got this dude coming and being our athletic director from Cincinnati. He doesn't even understand what being a Trojan is all about. Like, why would you even say something like that? Ohio State ain't no bigger than USC. We on the same level, if not better. Like, what, where's his mindset at? Like, you're supposed to be saying we need to be in the same damn conversation. We're both 5-0. and We're both playing in championship games. I don't want to hear nothing about no recency bias. I don't want to hear nothing about no brand. That's what we get for hiring a dude that doesn't understand what being a Trojan is all about, period. End of the discussion. All right, there you go. LZ, you come down on, on Key's side. I do. I do in terms of a mindset. You know, this isn't about whether or not Ohio State or SC is better than each other. This isn't a conversation. The conversation is, do you respect what our program has done or not? Do you respect this program or not? And when I listen to what, you know, Mr. Bone is saying, he's very complimentary and deferential to Ohio State. But if, if there's a longer clip about the accomplishments of SC, I haven't heard it yet. Mm-hmm. And you're not the AD of Ohio State. Your job is to do the best you can to elevate the status and prowess of USC. And what I heard in that clip is someone who was not prepared to get in there and do the fight that was necessary. SC barely beat it in Indiana. Barely. They weren't that great against Penn State either. They're not setting the world on fire, you know. When I'm looking at the teams they blew out, Nebraska, unranked, Rutgers, unranked, Michigan State, unranked. The teams that were ranked, you struggled against. What? Why should you automatically just be included in the conversation but SC, which has the same record and pretty much almost the same unimpressive resume as <laughs> Ohio State, why don't they get an opportunity to at least be considered in the top 10? It was see, disrespectful. See, here's where I think Mike Bone, and again, I always say full disclosure, been friends with Mike Bone for a long time. And, and to Keyshawn's point about not hiring an SC guy, that's exactly right. They didn't hire an SC guy. They hired a guy who is a career athletic director. He was at San Diego State. He left for the better job at Colorado. Things didn't go so great at Colorado. He got a nice job at Cincinnati. Cincinnati was a good mid-major program, and you are always taking a back seat in the state of Ohio to Ohio State. So you, you have this perception that Ohio State's as big as it gets. But to me, when you leave Cincinnati and you get the job at SC, You've just hit the jackpot. You, you're no longer playing in any of these mid-major conferences. You're now playing in the Pac-12. You're the class of the Pac-12. 
By the way, you're the one team that everybody around the country knows right now from the Pac-12. Don't sell me on Oregon or Washington or even UCLA for that matter. USC is the brand of the Pac-12. So when you leave Cincinnati, LZ, you're not leaving Cincinnati to go to Lawrence, Kansas. You're not leaving Cincinnati to go to Miami, Florida. You're going. You're leaving Cincinnati to go to L.A. to go to S.C. It's a crown jewel job if your career is that of an athletic director. And ultimately, an athletic director's job is to do one thing. Kiss everybody's ass in town who has money. You got money? I'll kiss your ass because I need your money in our program. And the one thing I would say that Mike Bone should do is, even if it seems ridiculous, aggressive, ambitious, or whatever else it might be, LZ, I would say your job is to do one thing. Always hype SC. So when you're on a national radio show, here's what you say. Hey, look, to be honest with you guys, we'll go play Alabama. We'll play Clemson. We'll play Notre Dame. We'll, we don't care who it is. We'll play anybody, anywhere, anytime. And the fact that the voters are not respectful to the history and the tradition and the brand and the market that is USC, that's way out of line. Like, you got to oversell it even though you're BSing, or even if you don't believe it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And this is someone who spent his life, basically, at least his you know, formidable years in the state of Ohio. And I just feel it's not about not being from SC. It's about being too deferential to maybe the way you were brought up and the fact that you have a maybe too much appreciation of Ohio State, which prevents you from selling SC the way you need to in a year like this. I just have one thought, though, like that somebody somewhere above bone at SC is saying, we don't really want to be part of this. And I don't know why they wouldn't. I mean, I'm trying to find a way to kind of give bone you know, a break here. Because here's an idea, LZ. You tell me. Keyshawn's now upset. I'm sure Mike Bone would love to have an opportunity to either set the record straight or, or maybe start selling SC. What would you think if later this week we could somehow – let me ask you this. If I could get Bone, could you get Keyshawn? Yep. Are, think, are we going to do like a bachelor thing and we get these two people together? Yeah, like we'll set them up, you know? I, I'm down with that. You, you get Mike Keyshawn Bone, would... I'll get Key, and we'll let those two hash it out. But right. remember, you make sure you tell Mike that Key is going to be on the phone with us. Make sure he knows. I don't want him to feel like he's blindsided. No, no. Oh, no. I, I would call. I would call Mike Bone. I would text Mike Bone and say, "Mike, listen, you're getting a lot of heat right now. Keyshawn Johnson is a great USC Trojan who happens to be a very, very visible, high-profile ESPN radio and television personality. Um, get him on your side, dude. You don't want him as an enemy. Uh, you would think. You you would think. But seeing how he's been at the job for over a year now." And at the morning show, we've only talked to him once. I'm maybe thinking he doesn't really want to talk to Keyshawn. All right, we got to bridge this gap. We can do this, LZ. We can do it. Let's work together, man. 2020 is a year of healing. Especially now. the latter part of the year. I mean, we got to. I was like, that's what I'm saying now. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> we got the vaccine for, for, the, for the Keyshawn Mike Bone battle. We got that vaccine. All right, stick around. Kirk Morrison is on the way. Looking forward to talking to some Rams. I mean, listen, Kirk is on the pregame, the halftime, the postgame. Not to mention he's got a lot of college football exposure working for ESPN. 
Kirk Morrison is on the way. Brawny, you ready to keep going here? Yes. All right, let's do it. Kirk Morrison coming up. Sedano and LZ. Scott Kaplan in for George Sedano. Kirk Morrison is next on 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. I just sent a tweet, LZ, that we need to get Keyshawn and Mike Bone on the same team for the good of the USC football familia. We're going to do this, LZ. We're going to do it. All right. You talk to your homie. You talk to your homie. I'll talk to mine. we see what happens. All right. We're going to try and get Keyshawn and Mike Bone on the air together on Thursday. Stick around for that. Tomorrow night, it'll be Lakers basketball. Sedano and LZ on 710 ESPN. Scott Kaplan in for George Sedano. And here is Kirk Morrison on the Celebrity Hotline, presented by Morongo. Play it safe. Good times. Oh, man, he's seeing some good football right about now. Been traveling the country with college football. Got a lot of good Rams football going on. Here's Kirk Morrison. Hey, Kirk. Hey, what's up, fellas? How we doing today? What's up, doing, man? Doing good, man. Good. Got a quick question for you, Holmes. What's up, man? We have three versions of Silent Night. I want you to kind of put your stamp on and tell us who's the best. Okay. The first version, Kirk Franklin and the Family. Okay. The second version, Boys to Men. And the third version, The Tempting Temptations. Whose Silent Night is the best? All right, put some thought into this now. Give us some real thought here. It, the Temptations one is, is, is my man with the deep, deep, deep voice, right? Yeah, there, yeah, it, there it is. That's yeah. it. That's, that's the one. The deep show you, that's the one. Show you right. That's the deep voice. That's it? That's, that's it? Yeah, that's it. Because think about all the different voices in there. And you, and you can, like, distinguish each person's voice. Right, and I'm not taking anything away from Boys to Men. It was good. It was, I think, it was pretty good. Kirk Franklin, if you want to get soulful, but that temptation one was, it it just hit a little bit different, fellas. It hit, hit different. I, we, I hear you. I we've hear agreed. We, we've everybody has taken the temptations tonight. Other okay. than all right, I'm just making sure. I didn't know. I'm just saying. I didn't yeah, but, it out there. But the poll was on Twitter, which skewed a little younger. And LZ, it still seems like Boys to Men has a slight lead. They do. They do. You know, I think it's because people know the name, right? Like the younger generation knows don't the name. But if you remember Christmas and 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 and, and for us, you know, guys are a little bit older and you know, just up later. I mean, just the music was different because you played that. This it wasn't the iPod era. This was this was on a record player on a forty five. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like this was totally different when you played this. It wasn't nothing else. It ain't like switching songs. It was like, hey, go play that record over. You had to hit it on the right little track. So, yeah, this was yep. different for me. No, no, no I, I hear you. I hear you. I love 45s. Al- Scotty, this album was so cold. They made Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer hot. That song was a banger by the time the Temptations got done with it. <laughs> a banger. I agree. Totally agree. <laughs> well, since we're talking all this Christmas music, I guess we should also say to Kirk Morrison, happy Chinooka. 
<laughs> man, leave leave Smokey alone, man. <laughs> leave Smokey Robinson alone, man. Let me, Michael, to let, you let, as well. You let me ask you a question. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. This is Smokey Robinson. I know hey. you didn't expect to hear from me, but I was contacted by your sons, Jeff and Jerry, and they wanted me. They told me that you used to live in Detroit across the street from me, and gosh, that's that's beautiful. Um, how are you doing again? <laughs> nice talking to you again, I guess. But anyway, you're living in Vancouver now, and they want me to wish you happy Chinooka. I have no idea what Chinooka is, but happy Chinooka, <laughs> because they said so. Anyway, God bless you, babe, and enjoy Chinooka. Have a wonderful time. Yeah, I'm enjoying Chinooka right See, now myself. Oh my God! Here's, I, I literally, thing, I literally, I literally heard that, and I saw somebody's comment immediately after that, and they said, "I didn't know Taco Bell came out with another taco. I had no idea." Like, <laughs> oh my God! Like saying, Happy Chinooka! Taco, like, Chinooka! <laughs> like, ooh, was it like a chocolate taco or Chinooka? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so. It's, the crazy thing is, and. And because my background's in journalism, this is just my natural inclination that if I don't know something, I'm going to ask or try to find out. Right. He's he, he just comfortable. I don't know what this is, but I'm going to say it anyway. Yeah, and I'm like, damn, Smokey. Yeah, somebody paid me to just say this to you, you know, so it doesn't really so matter I'm, to me. So I'm just going to say it. He could be saying like Warcraft, witchcraft words, casting a spell. He doesn't even know. He's just like, I don't know what this is, but I'm going to keep saying the word over and over again. It's amazing that, to me Come on, that he didn't stop and ask somebody. <laughs> oh, man, I, 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 I'm still laughing at that because it does sound like a taco. Yeah. Right? I know what he was trying to say, <laughs> but like a Chinooka. <laughs> what I should have done. I should have gotten the uh, I should have gotten today from the movie Friday where Chris Tucker was like, come on, Smokey. You know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, yeah. you know, big worm, big perm. You know? Oh yeah, man. Rest in peace, man. Uh, Tommy Tiny Zeus Lister, too. By the way, man. Debo from Friday. I'm glad you brought that up, Scotty. Man, rest in peace. We lost him uh, this past weekend. So I know that one. That that, that hurt for a lot of people who remember Debo, right? Yeah. The, the big absolutely uh, guy who played. And you know, his role was usually the uh, enforcer. But man, uh, enforcer. We lost he was a bully, dog. He's my enforcer. He was a straight bully. <laughs> I think though you you got different generations. Some people remember him as the bully. Some people remember him when he was at the WWF. Now WWE. No, that's true. As Zeus. Oh yeah, that's, that's right. That's oh true. yeah, he 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 crossed over in a lot yeah. of different ways. Yeah, you know, you talk about he Friday knows. for me. My favorite was uh, Bernie Mac when Bernie Mac would come up. You know, and they'd be sitting <laughs> oh, on the porch. Yeah. You know, <laughs> down here. On, I'm trying to remember. I'm 45th West. We call this a little twenty twin twin. I mean, it was a great scene. <laughs> oh, there, I like. I don't. I don't know which version of comedy I prefer most: the ones who deliver a line f- funny, or the one who comes up with funny lines. <laughs> like, <there's, laughs> like, like when you remember, like Seinfeld, right? Like, right. Like Jerry Seinfeld is not a great actor by any stretch. He's actually, you know, pretty terrible. What are you but talking about? But he's so about? funny. But I, but he's so funny, what do you and mean? his comedy and his stand-up is so observant and hilarious. Whereas a person like like Chris Rock, Chris Rock could right. read me the phone book. Oh yeah. But the way he would read it would be hilarious. Love Chris Rock. <laughs> love Chris Rock. Don't love Jerry. <laughs> no. 
I think a lot of times too that we get we get away from with the sitcoms now with just the way the shows are on the Netflix and Hulu and wherever you find your shows at. But a lot of that stuff we used to watch before was all like improv, right? Like they would have a script and they would just go off script. And I think a lot of the stuff that we saw, which was so funny, was really them just improvising. It wasn't like, you know, writers, hey, you're going to say this at this time. It was like, no, they felt, they said what was that on their mind at the time. And that's what I think made TV so great back then, too. Well, that's what made Curb Your Enthusiasm so great. Kirk Morrison is yep. here on Sedano and LZ on 710 ESPN. Kirk, let, let us ask you a couple of questions here about, uh, about the NFL. And we'll just really yeah. start with the Rams. Kirk, I look around the NFC and now that Green Bay, I mean, has positioned themselves as the number one seed, and um, and you look around, you go, well, I mean, if Drew Brees doesn't come back in New Orleans, and I'm not so sure about Seattle's defense, like I'm not so sure about Green Bay's. I mean, I think the Rams are on the verge of playing their best three three way complimentary football kind of game. I think the Rams are right there, Kirk. What do you think? I still think it's three more weeks of football left. That they oh, have so you're not getting as hyped to. as I am? You're not getting as emotional as me? No, there's too much time, right? Man, because remember, three weeks ago, everybody wanted to fire Jared Goff, mm-hmm. right? Like, I haven't forgot. Like, people were like, man, we can't win with this guy. And then all Jared does is go out and have a couple solid performances, and the Rams are right where they need to be at. I mean, I think that they've overachieved, honestly, and they still have three more games to – get everything in order, right? right Offensively, right. Uh, defensively, special teams-wise, I think they haven't played their best game. And to right. sit here at 9-4 and four and say, we haven't played our best football, yeah, let everything else around you take care of itself. Let's take care of what we can. And if they went out, they got a, a chance not only to be the number one seed, but definitely lock up a two seed and host a playoff game at SoFi in its first season. Why do you think they overachieved, considering – Aaron Donald is still there. Jalen Ramsey is still there. Jared Goff is still there. Robert Woods. Like, they haven't lost that much talent from their Super Bowl appearance to make it think as if this season they're overachieving, at least from my perspective. Yeah, I had to disagree with you on that one, LZ, because that was the first thing I came in about the defense because they lost. Remember last year, the starting corners, or just the starting defense for the Rams last year had – Akeem Tlaib, Marcus Peters, Eric Ode, Leno, Corey Littleton, Ode, Dante Fowler. <laughs> I mean, the list you keep mentioning old dudes, on. man. But you mentioned yeah. old dudes. Right, but to think about all the new guys that they've put together, you throw in a couple of rookies, you know, like Fuller, who's I've been out there. You throw in, you know, Leonard Floyd, who basically the Chicago Bears gave away for a pack of Nowrelators. You know what I mean? Like, like this is a totally different mm. defense that I wasn't expecting. And on top of that, the contribution that they're getting from the running back position. I mean, we didn't expect this three-headed monster kind of led by Cam Akers. So I think that's why I felt like they've overachieved because going into the season, I had the Rams as the third-best team in the NFC West, and now it looks to be that they're the best team because one thing about the NFL, it's about who's healthy and at the right time. The Rams are the healthiest team. Every Hold on, let me knock on some wood real quick. Thank yeah, you. really. I appreciate it. I just not yeah, we all knock on wood because mm. this has been the the healthiest team over the last couple of years and that's also one of the reasons why they sit at the top of the uh, NFC West. Kirk Morrison is here this afternoon on Sedano and LZ on 710 ESPN. Okay, so you're uh, you're not quite as bullish as we are. You know, we're, we're, I think we're we're like emotional fans on a roller coaster at least He's I hating, am. Kirk. He's hating. 
Yeah, I mean, no, I'm not hating. I'm just, I look at the NFL and it, it's a week to week league. I mean, this is an emotional roller coaster week to week. I mean, it really is. I mean, you think about a, just a month ago, the Washington football team was getting ready for the, the 2021 draft. Now they're on top of their own division, right? And the New Orleans Saints, before Drew Brees, like you mentioned, they were the number one seed. Now all of a sudden they lose one game and they're kind of looking around like, are we this good or are we kind of that bad? So it's just every single week you got to prove yourself. And obviously this week the Rams have a, a big-time trap game. I'm more worried about this game than I am Seattle because you get a team that got embarrassed the way the you know, the New York Jets have been the last couple of weeks, and I know they're they're not last tanking, couple of seasons, bro. Last couple of seasons. <laughs> I know they're not tanking, but obviously you don't want to be that team. So I'd be scared, like man, we cannot be the only team that they lose to because we will never forget that one. But I mean, that's what it comes down to. Week to week, you got to keep proving it, and that's why when it's all said and done, 17 weeks in, then we could talk about where this team is at and how they position themselves to hopefully get back to a Super Bowl. Yeah, let's hope. Let's hope because, man, oh, man, could you imagine? The Lakers win the championship. The Dodgers win the oh, World yeah. Series. Could you imagine the, the, the Rams make it to the Super Bowl? Man, would that be great? Kirk, will be listening this Sunday for the yeah. pregame. We'll be listening at halftime. We'll listen after the game. It is great to talk to you about a variety of different topics and loving your work on college football. Checked yeah, you out this yeah. past weekend, BYU, San Diego State. So you're doing great work, man. Appreciate you. Appreciate it. Stanford at UCLA, possibly the last game at the Rose Bowl this season. We don't know about the college football playoff just yet, but that's Saturday, 4 o'clock on ESPN. So I'm on the call, me and Beth Moen. So we'll have, have fun doing that, seeing UCLA, see if they can become bowl eligible. Yeah, that is a lot of talk. You know, can they can they become bowl eligible? And then would UCLA take a bowl bid? Uh, yes. that, that is a that is a big question mark around the UCLA program. All right, Kirk, it is great to be with you. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Always, fellas. Have a good one. All right, Thanks, you too. Brother. All right, LZ, we have completely destroyed, blown up, and annihilated the clock. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Nice. Yeah, it's time. Time for a little crosstalk. Kaplan and LZ. Kaplan in for Sedano on Sedano and LZ. But then here comes playoff Sliwa. It's crazy stuff right here. Right, hosting the Scott Kaplan Show. What's up, Slee? What's going on? How you doing, Cap? I'm good, man. How are you, my brother? Doing okay. Doing all right. Uh, ready to uh, to get things going here. We're We're very close to getting Lakers basketball back, even though there's all this other stuff going on in the world of sports. But, uh, but it's nice to see on a day-to-day basis all our sports are coming back. Right now, 
right now. Mm-hmm. I want you to answer me this. Who's averaging more minutes this season, THT or Kuzma? Ooh. Ooh. I, I still think LZ is still going to be Kuz. I think it's still going to be Kuz. Um, I, I I feel that you know Taylor Horn Tucker. By the way, I'm on I'm on the train as well. It, it's two. I know it's just preseason, but you could also look back. He made that quick appearance in the playoffs against the Houston Rockets. Um, LZ, he's a this a this is going to be a good basketball player for a long time. That's actually exactly what LeBron said earlier today. Um, it just is it, a natural player. You know, there's certain players that come into the league and let's say they're athletes first before they're um, natural players. He's a natural player. I mean, I, I think he's got uh, a knack for the game. Everything seems very instinct. He's has the ability to do things instinctively rather than, I, I guess, thinking on the fly. And uh, But I still think Kuz, just because he's four years in or whatever the case is, will probably get more minutes than him. What do you think, LZ? Who do you think is going to get more minutes? I think slowly but surely, THT is going to eat away at them. I don't know if he's going to eventually surpass, but I think the simple fact that THT is way more comfortable with Mm -hmm. the rock in his hands than Kuz is, is going to end up being something that's going to help him stay on the court a lot longer. Because if he can't, um, one, be overpowered, if he is a good defensive player for guards as well as wing players, if he can score whether he's waiting in the corner or creating for himself, and I don't necessarily see any reasons to believe he's going to be intimidated, I think eventually he's going to eat away at Kuz's minutes. Well, Cap, you know one of the beauties right now with the position that the Lakers are in, and head coach Frank Vogel said this yesterday, these guys are going to be fighting for minutes, you know, and, and no minutes are guaranteed. So, you know, what you I don't what you don't want, especially from this Lakers team, is okay, well, these are already allocated minutes. Um Wes Matthews has to play this much because he's been in the league for twelve years, or um, Dennis Schroeder because you just got him in a trade, or Alex Caruso because of what he's done over the last couple of years. I think there's an open competition on this Lakers roster, and and they're so deep. I mean, Taylor Norton Tucker, we weren't talking about a week ago. If we weren't talking about him a week ago, Quinn Cook just, uh, you know, obviously is a part of the team as well. You're talking about 12, 13 guys, and and that's so um, uncommon in the world of the NBA. And I'm not saying that coach is going to use that many guys. But uh, all all I'm asking for for Taylor Horton, and this is one of the things I was mentioning yesterday in Lakers talk, is just give him a shot, right? If if he earns those minutes, if he's supposed to be in there because uh, he has a better impact or a greater impact than a guy like Kuzma or some of these other role players, then give him the miss. Just give him a shot. And if if it's not now when he's 20 years old, that's okay. He's got obviously plenty of years after this. Yeah, I think the the notion of play the best guys. You know, not not play the guys because you feel like you owe this guy some playing time or these minutes. Just play the best guys. And if if THT becomes a guy who's a top eight player on the team who has earned his time, play him. You know, it's kind of like I always think about the, the Seattle Seahawks and, and Pete Carroll. You know, when they got Russell Wilson, they got him in the third round. And most NFL teams said, well, we just got this guy, Matt Flynn, this quarterback. We got him in free agency from Green Bay. He's going to be the next big thing. We paid him a lot of money, so we got to play him. Some organizations actually operate like that. No, we paid him. Like Philadelphia, why do you think it took the Eagles so long to finally sit Carson Wentz because somebody upstairs was going, dude, I wrote that guy a check for $100 million. Play him. 
But I think you play the best guys. I don't know how you feel about that, LZ. Listen, for my money, when it's winning time, I want the guys who can do the most from a skill set perspective because you just don't know what the final two minutes, final minute of a game is going to entail. And so you want your most versatile and best defenders out there. And I think from a, what he has shown against Paul George and Kawhi is that, one, he's not intimidated. Two, he won't be overpowered. And three, he'll take it to them. And those are three things that, honestly, uh, I had said the same things about Kuz, you know, a couple seasons ago. And I don't want to say he's regressed, but I know he hasn't gotten significantly better from an offensive perspective. Defensively, he's hustling more and he's figuring some things out, which is good to see. But from a strict baller-to-baller perspective, give me the dude who can handle the rock, who can pass it, who can shoot mid-range, who can shoot three-pointers, who can be set up, or who can set up others. Give me that dude in money time. But LZ, just to play off of that with Kuz, and and I feel like this guy, and I know it happens a lot on uh, on the station. Anytime Kuzma's name comes up, it, it is one of those polarizing figures where either you have somebody that's really passionate about him and saying, no, 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 his game is developing, he's sacrificing, or it's on the other side, it's like, all right, well, we know exactly what we got from Kuz. He's going to be inconsistent. This is the play that he's going to be. Really what it comes down to the Lakers, the talent's already there. So it, guys are going to have to play a role. So Taylor Horn Tucker might be extremely talented, and you might be saying that, okay, having the ball in his hands, um, he's going to be more effective, let's say hypothetically, than a guy like Kuzma. But I, I don't think that's going to be the difference for the Lakers. I think it's really a, a lot of these players who are incredibly talented. They got a, a lot of years in the league, or they're walking into their prime, guys like KCP and Caruso and some of these other guys. It's all how they fit together um, because – you know, you can have Clippers uh, is a perfect example from last season. You can have a lot of talent. You could have uh, incredibly talented players up and down, and that roster can look fantastic. If guys don't know their role and if there isn't chemistry there, I don't think it really works. So I'll give Kuz some credit because I do feel like Kuz has, you know, sacrificed his game to say, okay, let me make sure to do what's in the best interest of the team. And I still think his game is eh, right? You you can't depend on him to do anything really on a consistent basis. All right. Slee coming up. A little playoff Slee we're coming up tonight. Now, now Slee, before we, we hand off, LZ, I needed to talk to you about something that's very, very personal here for a few minutes. And Slee, I'd love for you to get involved in this conversation as well. But LZ, if I don't talk to you about this tonight... I think the time by by the time we get on the air on Thursday, I don't think I'm going to have the same passion for the question. So I'm going to have to ask you something very personal that I need you to adjudicate for me. You ready? I'm ready. Okay. So um, I got a call. Uh, Let me check that. I got a text message from an ex-girlfriend who said to me, "Going already? (laughs) You like this, huh?" And she said to me, "I want you to return a gift I gave you two years ago." (laughs) <laughs> now lz lz listen i haven't Is spoken it? to this woman in in well over a year okay and i said to her i said listen you know um i know how you know i we we dated so i know the kind of strong personality you are and i don't want to be just steamrolled i'm gonna have to give this a little bit of thought here you know and i and i don't your world is your world my world doesn't work on your your terms any longer okay fine so she was she just on me though. She's like, "No, I want it and it's mine and you shouldn't have it and it's not right." And I she's yelling at me and I'm like, 
Now, you know, I look at this because it was a piece of art that, you know, it was a picture and she framed it. And I was like, you know, when I look at it, I actually cherish it. I think about fun times, good times we had. It was a part of my life. It was a chapter in my book. So I kind of cherish it. But she's she's steamrolling me like, no, I want it back. It's mine. It belongs to me. I talked to the guy who shot the photo. He doesn't like the fact that it's in your house. I don't like that it's hanging next to what it's hanging. I want it back. <laughs> so, LZ, I ask you, help me, please. What do I do? You block her number. You just block her number. There I you say, go. I say you donate the prob piece of art. Prob problem solved. Cap, okay. Cap, just donate it. Just tell her. You know, I, why? I why, had it. why? Why give her that power, Sliwo? Well, the power is not giving it back to her. Well, I mean, he, if she would have approached it, if she would have just he, approached it just from the heart saying, look, I, this thing really means a lot to me. Um, give it some thought. Yes, take your time. I get it. I understand it. Cap, would you maybe have thought more of saying, let me give this. I, I'm, you, wouldn't you have considered it at least? But the aggressive, aggressive approach, that, that's probably not the card to be playing. I didn't like being bullied, LZ. And, <laughs> and, and LZ, by the way, I want to tell you something. If I block her number, I'm kind of scared. Why? Like, I don't know. I feel like she's going to come over here and kick well, down my door. Call the cops. Call the cops. I don't want that smoke. No, she doesn't want that smoke. All you're doing is calling the cops because there's an intruder at your door. I don't even, I don't even play that, dude. You're surrendering power. All right, you donate it. You donate it for one reason because of her. If you if you, you do anything else in response to what she is saying, other than blocking it, you're not doing it because that's what you want to do. You're doing it in reaction to her. So I suggest you block the number and you go on with your life. And then if she wants to go full on Karen, no offense, Karen, but if she wants to go full Karen and show up at your door. And you just politely call the cops and say, hey, there's my ex. She's obsessed with me. You know, hashtag Mariah Carey. And then you just keep it moving. <laughs> like, I, I certainly would not allow someone who I broke up with two years ago to bully me into having artwork removed from my house. <laughs> Scott, if she was nicer, would you have would you have considered it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like if she would have just been nice, if she'd been like, hey, listen. Awful approach just, on her part. I was just thinking, you know, I was like, you know, I really like that. And See, they broke up for a reason, dog. If she was always honey and spice and everything nice, they'd mm -hmm. probably still be together. Mm. Yeah, but I don't know, LZ, my natural inclination was to just give it back to her. I'm like, okay, here, have it. Take it. You know? In fact, don't come over and take it. I'll drop it off. And then when she calls you up and say, hey, Remember that shirt I bought you for Christmas two years ago? I need I that back. I hate the that you're wearing. I need it back. When yeah. is it in? Slippery slope, brother. Just yeah. block her. Cap, no, what, what, right. what, what do you think you're going to do? Um, well, I'm kind of, if I'm being honest about it, I'm kind of <laughs> hoping that it was like one of those drunken moments where she was like, you know what? Screw him. I'm going to, and she you know, got a bottle of wine in her by that time, you know, and she's like, I'm going to call him and tell him. And then once I, I didn't really respond, this was like, you know, I, I went back and forth a couple of times. And then it just sort of stopped. And then and I haven't heard from her. So I'm kind of hoping that maybe she's going to leave me alone. I mean, you could hope that. I tell people that, like, friends who ask me about, regardless of gender, about similar situations, I just go, they're an ex for a reason. I'm pretty sure you contributed to it. But the reality is the relationship didn't work out. And you need to stop exchanging power. But LZ, you, you, haven't, had, you haven't had relationships where you, it's still cordial? Uh, let me think. You know, in addition to my ex-wife, uh, yeah, 
Yeah, they're still cordial. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, it doesn't have to be. Even if it's an ex, it doesn't mean that it, sometimes it ends cor- for it's, whatever it's, terms or. Is hooking up every now and then cordial, or is that like not the same category? That's very cordial. Oh well, yeah, I've been That's very cordial with some cordial. of my exes. I've been extremely cordial with some of my exes in, in the past. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Slee, I'm glad I was able to get this off my chest. I felt like LZ was going to give me sage advice, and I'm going to take it. I'm going to block it, and I'm going to hold on mm. to my power. I'm not going to go. donate it. I thought that was a terrible idea, Slee. Terrible. Terrible. I just wanted her to know that you know, not only is she not going to get it, somebody else is going to have it hanging on their wall. Mm. Well, see, that's revenge, Slee. Well, you don't she's want revenge. Coming at, I mean, she's throwing haymakers see, at him. If you have revenge, she still has the power. Mm-hmm. Revenge is power, too. Grudges are power too. Why give that person that power? Block it and keep it moving. Steve, I knew so many people good, on that's Twitter. That's a good point, Cap. LZ's making a much, right. much LZ's talking point. to yeah, you. That's, LZ that's makes sense. This is why I planned on asking. Wisdom about. and experience right there. That's right. That's right. Yeah, I've been Learn through some him. stuff. I've had Call some bad relationships. Yeah. <laughs> Call me now for your free advice. <laughs> <laughs> Slee, what we got coming up tonight? I really appreciate you uh, you filling in for me while I'm filling in for George. Talk to us. Of course, man. Uh, JB coming up at 8 o'clock, so we'll talk, uh, we'll talk some Rams and uh, the NFC as a whole. And then uh, Brad Turner at 9 o'clock. Kind of break down a little bit. LeBron went into a, a, a long uh, long speech and really just compliment about Taylor Horton Tucker, so we'll get into that and uh, – Preview a little Lakers basketball here over the next couple of days. All right. Looking forward to it. Slee, thank you very much. LZ, much love to you. I will talk to you on Thursday, at least on the air. I'll probably talk to you Wednesday off the air. Uh, Adam Bronstein, Brawny, phenomenal work tonight. Thanks to everybody. Here comes Slee. Don't go anywhere. The sports talk continues here on 710 ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.